Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, January the 25th. Uh, Today is a feast day. It is the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. And because of that, two things. Uh, The first is, uh, it is a a pretty big feast day. So they do bump us out of our our, uh, sequential reading of the Gospel of Mark. And so I'm not going to read the Gospel today. But I'm that, which is part two of the second thing that I said two things. I'm going to read us the story of the conversion of St. Paul, which is the first reading, but it's a long one. So I'm going to jump right into it. It's going to be Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 22. A wonderful story if you've never heard it. So let's hear about the conversion of St. Paul. A reading from the book of Acts of the Apostles. Saul, still breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, that, if he should find any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them back to Jerusalem in chains. On his journey, as he was nearing Damascus, a light from the sky suddenly flashed around him, He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, Who are you, sir? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, for they heard the voice but could see no one. Saul got up from the ground. But when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him to Damascus. For three days he was unable to see, and he neither ate nor drank. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight. And ask at the house of Judas for a man for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is there praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, that he may regain his sight. But Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from many sources about this man, what evil things he has done to your holy ones in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to imprison all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. And I will show him what he will have to suffer for my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. Laying his hands on him, he said, Saul, my brother, The Lord has sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you on the way by which you came, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, things like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. He got up and was baptized, and when he had eaten, he recovered his strength. He stayed some days with the disciples in Damascus, and he began to... Excuse me, and he began at once to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. 
All who heard him were astounded and said, Is not this the man who in Jerusalem ravaged those who call upon his name and came here expressly to take them back in chains to the chief priests? But Saul grew all the stronger and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus, proving that this is the Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, my friends, there is so much richness in this that we could talk for so long about so many different aspects of this. I mean, I want to talk about Ananias and his strength and, uh, and, and the, what it means to get a vision in that sense. But oh, I just don't have the time for that. Today is the feast of the conversion of Paul. So let's talk about Paul. Did Paul really need to be converted? As Paul says in, in a different, in one of his letters, he talks about how he was, uh, and, and I'll use my words, I'm going to paraphrase Paul. He was the greatest of the Pharisees, that he had had the best teaching, that, that he held every um, aspect of the law and that he abided by it and, and lived true to it. Um, he was so formed in this, in this Judaic law as a Pharisee. But yet, and, and so on one hand, brothers and sisters, we look at that and say, that is to be admired. That is to be appreciated and followed. But yet, what did that lead him to? It led him in this first line, Saul, still breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priests and asked for letters so that he could imprison anybody who would be found to be followers of Christ. It led him to be a murderer, and it led him to be a jailer. Um, somebody who, if they did not keep the law as he did, they uh, deserved to be judged and deserved to be found guilty and deserved the punishment, whether that was imprisonment or death, uh, based on that. That's what that led him to, my friends. We know this, not only from this first line, uh, and, and here, it, it, it's, it's fairly clear he was going to be imprisoning here, not murdering, although he's breathing murderous threats. Uh, but we know that he was involved in the stoning of Stephen, and we know that if you go back in Acts earlier, should have done my research for you beforehand, but when Stephen is dragged outside of the city and they are stoning him to death, it says they place their cloaks before a man, a, a Pharisee uh, named Saul. And so he was involved in the murdering and imprisoning of anybody who was, uh, was part of this new sect called the Way, the followers of Christ, because they didn't follow the law like he did. That's what this man, who, by the way, brothers and sisters, I suspect whose heart really wanted to do the right thing. I, I don't know that. Nobody has told me this. But I suspect he really did. Otherwise, why would you follow the law to this degree that he did? But here is what it made him. And so that's why Paul needed conversion. He needed a conversion of the heart and praise God for what happened. On his way to Damascus, as he's going to be imprisoning, this light 
uh, from the sky flashes all around him and he falls to the ground. Uh, you know, murals and everything always depict that he's falling off of his horse, you know, to the ground. And that may well be exactly what happened. We don't know that. We don't know if he was walking around a horse, but he falls to the ground and it says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? How wonderful, isn't that? And then, because I'll get back to that in just a moment. Saul says, who are you, sir? And, and the reply comes, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now, let's make it clear, my friends. Saul, whom we call Paul, uh, and, uh, and Jesus never met each other. Never. There is no indication that they did in any of their, um, of their journeys or, or, or their life. Um, but yet, Jesus equates himself with the church. Saul never persecuted Jesus, didn't know him, but he persecuted the followers of Christ. But yet Jesus here still says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Not Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting my church? Not Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting people who follow me? Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, sir? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. My friends, it's so beautiful. Jesus equates the church with himself, which is incredible. We always call it the body, the body of Christ. That is who we are. Um, Jesus takes that literally. And so maybe we should too. That, that we are part of his body. And, and again, we are baptized into that. Praise God for that. And, and if brothers, as he says, is if brothers or sisters, uh, siblings, so co-heirs with him. I mean, this is really good news. So <clears throat> I could, again, go on and on. I, I won't. I'll just take some of the highlights. So Saul, who, by the way, brothers and sisters, we, you know, people think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, people think, or may think, you may not think, um, that like Peter, you know, Jesus renames him uh, Cephas, or he was Simon, and he renames him Peter uh, or Cephas, which means rock. Um, Simon and Peter are two very different names, and so it was a it was a literal renaming. Some people think Saul and Paul is the same thing. After his conversion, he's called Paul from Saul. Uh, n- no, not the the case. He never renames him. Uh, Paul is merely the Latin name. Remember, Paul is a Roman citizen, and so Paul is the Latin name of Saul, which is the Hebrew name. So it'd be like saying uh, Joe or Jose. I mean, it's uh, I'm 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 the same person. I've not been renamed. It's just a a simple uh, re, um, uh, how one does it in a different language. But anyway, so Paul slash Saul uh, gets up and is led into the city. He's told what to do, to go on a street called Straight to a, to a person named Judas to stay there until somebody comes. And again, we could talk about the courage of Ananias. We could talk about what that means. But ultimately, Paul stays there, and he doesn't eat. He fasts and he prays for three days, trying to figure out what this is. And, um, and when Ananias comes and lays his hands, these things like scales fall from his eyes, and he's able to see. Now, those three days of fasting and prayer helped prepare him for that moment of seeing right there. Uh, and the first thing he does, does, the first thing, is become baptized. 
into Christ. And he goes and he preaches in the synagogues. I believe it's in Galatians later. Paul talks about how he uh, went away to the wilderness after this experience. And he stayed there for three years before he came back and, uh, and, and tried to figure out everything. I mean, this conversion of Paul here in Acts, we see it as over three days, which, of course, is wonderfully typical. Uh, Jesus, the, the death and resurrection was in three days. So this is very symbolic. Um, that this conversion took place very quickly for Paul uh, in that three-day time. But in Galatians, he talks about how it took place over the course of years uh, before he was able to say, this is what it meant. And Paul, my friends, oh my gosh, he is so wonderful. I know he can be arrogant, and I know he can be all kinds of things. Um, and he writes sentences that run on for whole readings that we do in church and, and, and all that stuff it can, and he, and he uses language that it's like, what on earth are you talking about, Paul? And he can be braggadocious. Um, but brothers and sisters, he was incredibly understood, uh, the, the Hebrew scriptures in a way that, that helped make sense of everything with the Christian uh, faith. I mean, we're not the same faith without Paul. We simply aren't. Uh, he was a mystic and a scholar and brilliant. And, and this conversion, yes, he was arrogant. There's no doubt about it. But brothers and sisters, he was also, um, he was also humble in that when he was wrong here, and he was, he accepted it and went completely a different way completely changed his life. What can we learn today? Um, my friends, sometimes we can be convinced we are correct. And doing something for God, we can be convinced that we have all the answers and we can be as judgmental and as arrogant. And I don't know that we would breathe murderous threats, but... Um, imprison people in our minds and our thoughts and in our, in our words in that they're not doing it right. You know, I am, (laughs) you're going to laugh at me here. I've never once watched the show Desperate Housewives, but I'm going to use a Desperate Housewives reference. I was uh, channel surfing once and, uh, and it was on and I stopped for a two minute segment. Scout's honor. I'm crossing my, my heart here. And uh, this gal, a young gal, had to be, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, was practicing, I think, like on a cello or violin or something. And, uh, and she was practicing for a concert. And, and one of these desperate housewives was talking to her and saying, oh, what are you practicing for? You know, and she's like, I'm doing a, 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 this piece at, uh, at a church. And the desperate housewife mom says, oh, that's, that, that's great. You get to do it at a church. They're going to be, you know, really kind to you. You, you sound great. You're going to be fine. And another desperate housewife mom, the blonde one, whoever that is, uh, said, are you kidding me? She's going to a church. They're the, the most judgmental of all. That's the only segment I have ever heard in my living life on desperate housewives. But I've never forgotten it because I thought, huh, is she right? Have we, brothers and sisters, become like Paul and our hearts have become hardened in our own judgmentalism that we are doing something right, quote-unquote, that we have it right, that we are the body and others are not, and therefore scales come over our eyes in the hardness of our heart?
May we have the humility of Paul here to know that maybe we need to be converted too, that maybe we need to place ourselves before Christ and in our own judgmentalism, in our own thinking we have it all right, we aren't open to Christ who's inviting us in new ways and inviting us to reach out to new people and become someone new ourselves. Let's pray. Let's pray in thanksgiving for Paul today. We uh, begin the Luminous Mysteries today, and uh, let's begin with the sign of our faith. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The first uh, luminous mystery, which is the baptism of Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Blessings to you this Monday, my friends, on this conversion of St. Paul, and I look forward to us breaking open God's word again tomorrow. <laughs>